Hallelujah, hallelujah. He is good. And his mercy endureth forever. I love you, Lord. I have not sweat in church in years. <laughs> God is so good. God is so good. Hallelujah. Listen, I'll, I want to give you this word because I want you to take tools with you. Because when you leave this place, you need these tools to continue to fight. To continue to fight the good fight and finish the race. No, no, no. It doesn't stop here. When you walk out those doors, you take it with you. You take this presence with you. You take this power with you. You take this word with you. You apply it. You digest it. You live it. Breathe it. Eat it. Sleep it. It's what gives us power. It's what gives us hope. It's what gives us faith. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Listen, right there where you are, you can have a seat because I'm going to be as expeditious as possible. I love this sermon series for you guys because when I think about our youth and where they are and where they're going, it's scary sometimes. But I look at you and, and, and I, feel, I feel hopeful. I feel, I feel joyful. I know that God is working in this generation. They say millennials are confusing. And I do get confused sometimes by them. <laughs> but I know that God is working in you. I know they like to label us Generation X, Generation Y, Generation Millennials, Generation this. You're the generation of God. You're the generation of God. You're the generation that's breaking curses of generations. You're the generation making way for future generations. You're the generation that God is speaking through right now. So last week we talked about where are you? And today we're going to talk about where are you going? Real quick, real quick, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 through 3, it says, The Lord had said to Abram, not Abraham, he wasn't Abraham, Abram, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. You don't see it right now. I will show you. I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all people on earth will be blessed through you. Listen, we've been talking about where are we? mentally and emotionally and spiritually and even physically and we've been talking about the factors that have brought you to that place and we concluded that no matter what brought you to that place whether it was good or bad whether it was done to you or you did it to someone God will receive the glory in all things because it doesn't matter what they did or who did it. What matters is that you surrender it to God and he will use it for your good so that he can be glorified. So where you are, 
what brought you is irrelevant. Because where you are is where God is going to use you. And now we're going to talk about where are you going? Where are you going? That's a question that a lot of people ask themselves. Where am I going? Well, God called Abram to discover and conquer a new land. The covenant God made with Abram was not just, not, it wasn't just one blessing. It was multiple blessings. God told Abram, I'm going to give you a new land. And when I think about new birth, I think about how God is working through us in this moment, how he's worked through Abram. Because, because God is he's blessing us in multiple layers. Because right now, we're getting ready to enter into a new facility. We've been having church here. We've been worshiping, worshiping God here. We've been praising his name here. But can I tell you that the glory to come is greater than the glory that was? Can I tell you that tomorrow is prettier than yesterday? Can I tell you that what God is doing is greater than what he did? And so we've got to get ready for what's going on. I, I need you to get ready with what's going on. I need you to step into this season. I need you to start pressing forward because what happened, happened. But where you're going, where you're going. Hey. God was giving Abram a physical reward. It was a land to be conquered. Genesis 12, 6 through 7 says, Abram traveled through the land as far as the site of the great tree of Morah, a Shechem. At that time, the Canaanites were in the land. The Lord appeared to Abram and said, to your offering, I will give this land. So he built an altar there to the Lord who had appeared to him. The land that God was talking about was canon that we know today as Israel. And listen, what was crazy about that was that God is telling him, look, I'm going to give you this land that's already inhabited. I'm getting way ahead of myself. And, and I know it looks scary. And I, look, I know it looks difficult. But I'm going to give it to you. I need you to go there. And, and what's crazy about it is that, is that when we think about where we're going, we, we, we think about that we need to understand every single detail. We think that we need to see every left and right. But God said, go there. It looks crazy, but go there. So, so what God is saying, I don't need you to understand. Where you're going doesn't take understanding. It takes obedience. It takes obedience. In the moment that God called Abram, he told him, I need you to leave your country. I need you to leave your people. I need you to leave your father's household. And when I look at those three things, I say, God tells him to leave his country. He tells him to leave his people. He tells him to leave his father's household. And I think to myself, what, why, he, why did he say his country? Because if I ask you where you're from, you tell me, de la Dominicana Republicana. Uh, 
Sherry, tell you quick. Yo soy de Puerto Rico. Right? Or you might say, I'm from Trinidad. I'm from Jamaica. Where are you from? Where are you from? The country that you're from, it, it, it represents your identity. From your, the country where you're from dictates how you dress sometimes. It dictates how you eat. Arroz con gavichuela. Uno taquitos. Some curry. I'm a foodie. I like them all. It, it, your country, your country, it means your identity. And you got to understand that where Abram was from, it was, it was a country of idol worshipers, false gods. So, so, so the thing about your country is that when, you, when, when people look at you, they already assume certain things because of your country. So when they looked at Abram, they looked at false worshipers. When they looked at Abram, they looked at idolizers. And God said, I need you to leave your country because I'm going to change your identity. Because when they look at you, they're not going to think about false worshipers. When they look at you, they're not going to think about false idols. When they look at you, they're going to think about God's power. When they look at you, they're going to think about my holiness. When they look at you, they're going to see me. And can I tell you today? Can I tell you today? Hey, the enemy wants to steal your identity, but I'm telling you, I know who you are. God knows who you are, but you gotta know who you are. I'm going to change your identity. I need you to leave your country. I'm going to change the way people see you. Hey, and when you look in the mirror, I need you to change the way you see yourself. Because it matters what people think. I know we got to say, I don't care what people think. We've got to think. We got to care. Because we reflect who Jesus is. So I do care what you think. I do care what the world thinks. Because when they look at me, I want them to see Jesus. So if they think badly of me, if they're talking bad about me, I'm not going to care about that. But I'm going to make sure that when they look at me, when they see me, when they think about me, they go, I know I'm saying these bad things about him, but this is something different about him. I know I'm talking bad about him, but I know it's a lie that the Spirit of God convict them in that moment. I need you to leave your country. I'm going to change your identity. I'm going to change the way people think about you. Hey, I need you to leave your people. To leave your people. Why? Because when you're with your people, you're comfortable. When you're with your people, you're familiar. When you're with your people, you know what to expect. You've got a routine. But God's telling Abram, I need you to come out of your comfort zone. And God is telling you today, I need you to come out of your comfort zone. I know you're comfortable with those people, but I need you to move from there. I know you're comfortable at home, chilling, doing nothing, but I need you to move from there. 
I know you're comfortable tweeting and, and DMing and all that stuff, but I need you to get in my word. I need you to get uncomfortable with me. Because if right now, and you think about your spiritual life, and you think about what you're doing, ask yourself, am I comfortable? Am I good? Am I complacent? Because God took Abram out of his people to grow him, to better him, to teach him. So if you find yourself in a comfortable place right now, ask yourself this question. Am I truly walking in the, God, in the will that God has for my life? Am I truly listening to his voice? My whole life I've heard preachers say, if the devil's not after you, you're not getting God's will. And I always say, why has the devil got to be? I mean, he's not omnipresent. He's not everywhere at once. So, so, no, so I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is if you're comfortable, if you're good, if you're chilling, then there must be something that might be out of place. There might be something that God is asking you to do, and you're like, not right now. Are you comfortable? Lastly, he tells him, I need you to, I need you to leave your father's household. And what does father's household mean? Listen, as long as Abram was in his father's household, as long as he was living in his father, earthly father's house, he could depend on his earthly father. Household represents security. Household represents everything's going to be okay in this place. As long as I'm with my earthly dad, I know everything's going to be all right. But God wanted to take Abram to a place where the only person he could depend on was God. Where the only thing he had was his trust in God. Where the only thing that he could eat on a daily basis was his faith in God. He needed him to step out of his father's household to leave that earthly, fleshly security and dependency and totally, earnestly, 100% depend on God. Do you depend on God or do you depend on yourself? Do you depend on God or do you depend on the people around you? Do you depend on God or do you depend on what the bank account is saying? I, I know, I know, I know. I've been there. It's like, it's keep going low. <laughs> I've been there. Y'all don't think I've been, I've been there on that. I better go take out some money from the ATM before they withdraw the other money because then I'm going to have nothing. I'm not going to be able to eat anything. I've been there. I've been there scrounging for change in my house, looking for 99 cents to go buy a Tostino's pizza. I've been there. I've been there looking at the gas as it's going down, down, down. Like, ah, I better go home. I can't chill today. I don't got money for gas. I got to go home. I've been there. I know I got a beautiful wife now and I got a nice house, but I've been there. And can I tell you that in that place, God was good? And can I tell you in that place, God provided? And can I tell you that in that place, in my loneliness with nobody else around, in the middle of my living room, while I was going through my pain and my hurt, I would bow down and I would feel the presence of God upon me. Can I tell you? Can I tell you that he is good? He is good. Can I tell you that if he did it yesterday, and if he did it for me, 
a nobody, he'll do it for you. Don't believe the lies. Don't believe the hype. He's with you. He's with you. Can I tell you that where you're going, it might get rough? It might get rough. If you're comfortable and you, and you decide to step out of your comfort, and you decide to believe, and you decide to obey. Can I tell you, just because you decided to obey, just because you decided to believe, just because you decided to trust, just because you decided to have faith, doesn't mean that it's not going to get rough. It's got to get rough. Because what God is doing is beautiful. And beauty takes time. And beauty sometimes takes pain. I've got two beautiful kids. And I've seen pain like, like no one else because I saw my wife give birth. That's painful. But out of her womb came out two lives. It's painful. It gets rough. Oh, I can't talk about it too much. because Oh, man. But can I tell you, make sure you're there, Kalel, because after she, when she gives birth, you're going to look at her and she's going to be the, she already is, but she's, she's going to be glowing. And all you're going to want to do is just rub her feet. All, you want, all you're going to want to do is kiss her. But you got to wait till they clean her up and do it. Because you want <laughs> It is beautiful. But it's painful. Listen, it, it, it gets a little rough. For Abram, it got rough. God told him, hey, wait, I need you to go over there where the Canaanites are. That's a little scary. That's going to get a little rough. In the book of Numbers, Moses sends two spies over to Canaan. Can I tell you a little bit about the people from Canaan? Listen, the spies said, the spies told Moses, they're a fearful, forceful people. He said, I saw descendants of Anak there. You're like, who's Anak? Anak is the descendant of giants. Literally, Anak in Hebrew means giant long neck. So there were some big people in that place. So you got the little Jews, because I don't know, in New York, I never saw a tall Jew. They were all like five feet five. <laughs> and they go to Canaan, and they see these men. And they see this. They say the city is fortified. It was looking rough. And can I tell you that as Abram was faithful, obedient, and trusting in the Lord, the Bible says that he found himself in a famine. There was no food. But Jose, he, he obeyed. He believed. He trusted. Why did that happen? Why did it get rough? Because it gets rough sometimes, baby. But if he would have quit in that moment, if he would have turned back to his father's house, if he would have said, I can't see it, I can't smell it, and I'm definitely not tasting it, I'm heading back. Then where would we be right now? I'm going to touch on that point later. <laughs> Listen, when God calls you to a new place, it may get rough. But we've got to press forward. we got to move forward. we got to be confident. Hey, Philippians 1.6 says, being confident of this, of this, 
that he who began a good work in you will carry it out to completion until the day that Christ Jesus. Listen, you don't see it right now, but it's going to happen. I'm, I'm, can, I, can I tell you that, can I tell you that the people of Israel, they're not special genetically. God decided to pick these people to show the world who he is. And so he made a promise with Abram. He said, your descendants will be like the stars in the, in the sky and the dust of the earth. But why? why, why, why were they special? Did they have some kind of superpower or some kind of DNA that I don't have? It's just that he was obedient. And God decided to take these people and make them an example to the world that he is faithful, that his promises come to fruition. Can I tell you that God's promises over your life will come to fruition? And, and, and if you say, I know I don't see it, I'm, I'm going to give you a little bit of physical truth. The people of Israel have been enslaved. I need you to understand. It's not that they were special, but God promised something. Okay? They were enslaved. They were scattered. They were genocide. But Israel, the promised land, belongs to them. And do I, can I tell you how I know that God still fulfills his promise? God said, as long as the stars and the moon and the sun are in place, Israel will, be, will always be. Can I give you a little bit of history? Israel is a, a, a country about this big. Surrounded by millions of Muslims and other religions. Who would love to conquer that little tiny place. But they can't. Why? Because God promised it. But, but the world won't tell you that. The world won't put that on CNN. No, 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 no. They'll talk about everything else. But they won't say that God made a promise with these people. And no matter what happens, he's still fulfilling his promise. But you know what it is? Is that, is that sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it's just that God will do a miracle right in front of you. And you still don't believe. God's done miracles in your life and you still lack faith today sometimes. Jesus was in Galilee with the people that knew him. In the temple preaching. And his people, the people that knew him say, but ain't this the carpenter? Ain't, ain't this Mary's son, Joseph's son? And they, they, they were against him. They saw him doing miracles, but they were against him. And you know what Jesus said as he walked away? He said, the Bible says that he was amazed at how little faith they had. When, when God looks at you, what does he say? Does he say, wow, look at the faith that he has? Or does he say, if he only had a little more faith. see that because Abram was obedient this is something that, 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 that's speaking to some of you he messed up 
And you're thinking, Jose, I don't have faith because I've messed up. I don't think God can do it. Abram messed up. He did. He wasn't a perfect guy. But the Bible says that God blessed him anyway because he was obedient. You messed up, I know. But you know what's so good? You surrender your mess up. You truly turn away from it. You surrender your heart and you obey and God will bless you. But can I tell you something about your blessing? Can I tell you something about where you're going? Where you're going is not just about you. As we come to church sometimes and it's me, 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 bless me, help me, keep me, give me, I need it. But Genesis 12, 3 says, I will bless those who bless you. And whoever curses you, I will curse. But this is the key point right here. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. As you walk towards the promises of God, as you walk in obedience, trusting God, as you are totally depending on him, utterly believing in him, having faith in his word, he will bless you. Is that, is that God is faithful and he will bless you. And you will enjoy the fruits of being in God's presence the way that Abram did. But, but the thing is that the Bible tells us, he tells Abram that, that I will bless the world through you. That's the key point right there. God tells Abram that all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. And can I tell you that today, today, remember where you're going is not about you. It's not just about you. We're here today because Abram was obedient. He was obedient. Can I tell you that Abram means exalted father. But Abraham means father of multitudes. He gives him a name, Abram, exalted father, but he had no kids. He tells them that I'm going to bless you with descendants that are going to be, you're not going to be able to count, they're going to be like the stars in the sky and the dust of the earth. But he had no kids. He was 89 and he had no kids. But he's telling him, I'm going to do it. And so Abram stays obedient. And because of his obedience, the promises and the prophecies of the Messiah are fulfilled. Because when you look at Matthew chapter 1 and it begins to talk about the lineage of Jesus, Jesus' ancestors, where Jesus comes from, the first name you see is God making him promises that he couldn't see. Taking him to a place that he didn't know. Making him go through challenges and difficulties, through famine. And he was obedient. You need to be obedient because it's not just about you. Because someone's blessing is dependent on your obedience. Your co-workers need Jesus. Be obedient. Your family needs Jesus. Be obedient. There are people that are going to walk in through the doors of new birth for the first time. I need you to be obedient to God. 
There are people that are going to walk through the doors of new birth for the first time in a long time. And you need to be obedient to what God is calling you to do. You need to begin to function in your gifts and in your talents. You need to get uncomfortable. You need to move out of the place that you know already. You need to stop doing the little that you were doing and step into the much. God is calling you today and he's telling you, I'm taking you somewhere. I'm going to do something with you, but it's not just going to be about you. Can I tell you how humbling it is? When God looks at you and says, I want to use you. I am no one special. I'm just a kid from the Bronx. From the South Bronx at that. Not Riverdale. If he can do it with me, he can do it with you. When I look in this congregation... I see leaders, speakers, prophets, singers. I see, listen, in new birth, I I, I saw ministries I've never seen before. Church, the way I've never seen it before. So so when God calls you and you say, I'm not really sure how to do it, just step forward in faith. He's going to make a way. Pray about it. He's going to direct you. He's going to show you the way he did Abram. He didn't know how to do it. Nobody had ever done it. They've been stuck in the country their whole life. Abram stepped forward in faith, trusting God, believing his word. If you don't leave this place uncomfortable, Jesus, please. Listen. Team is being merciful with me. I don't even know what time it is. <laughs> Can I tell you real quick that I know you don't see it. I, I know. You say, ah. but can I tell you where you're going? Although you don't know the way, where you're going, Jesus knows the way. He knows the way. You see, your first time here, you go, I hear everything you're saying, Jose, but how do I even start? It starts today. It starts today by you accepting Jesus as your Savior, accepting him into your heart if you've never done it before. And if there is an ounce of doubt in your mind, then today you will not leave without making sure that your name is written in the book of life. Can I tell you that Jesus knows the way because he is the way. Real quick in Mark 4.35, it says, That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, He said to his disciples, let's go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with them. I know you don't know the way yet. You don't see it. When he told the disciples, go to the other side, they didn't ask, well, what's going to happen on the other side? Or how are we going to get there? Or what are we going to do it? Or they just went. And so today God is telling you, I need you to go to the other side. But can I tell you what happened as they went to the other side? The Bible says that suddenly a storm came along them. So strong that it almost sunk the boat. The Bible says 
that the disciples, it don't say it like this, but pretty much they started freaking out. <laughs> they panicked. Jesus was sleeping. And they went and they woke Jesus. And when they woke Jesus, they said, don't you care if we drown? I, you told us to do this. You told us to go to the other side. We're being obedient. And all of a sudden, a storm rises and you're just chilling, sleeping. You don't care if we, we don't care if we die. That sounds a lot like us. All of a sudden, you start questioning God. You start doubting God. You start blaming God. But this is happening because I'm being obedient to you. This is happening because you don't care. These are the same disciples that saw him. That's why I take you back to miracles. Sometimes you see the miracle and you still have no faith. And Jesus says, after they wake him up, and he calms the storms. He just says, be quiet. And then he turns to them. He says, why are you afraid? Why are you afraid? Do you still have such little faith? So tonight, I'm asking you, why are you afraid? Why are you afraid to step into what God is calling you to do? Why are you afraid to give more? Why are you afraid to say yes? Don't be afraid. Because God is telling you today, I will be with you. I will walk with you wherever you go. Where you're walking right now, I know sometimes it's hard. When you walk into your home, I know sometimes that's hard. You're believing and your parents don't believe. And they ask you where you're going and why you're going. And they make it difficult for you to even get here sometimes. Keep pressing forward. And say as, as Joshua said, me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I know you're the son. I know you're the daughter. But declare it tonight. Me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I want to tell you something today. I want to tell you. You see, is that they're there. You are becoming righteous. God is making you righteous. And the Bible says that a righteous man is like a tree planted by the waters. Whose leaves never wither. And who gives fruit in good time. I know you don't see it yet, but the fruit is coming. And can I tell you what Esa says? This part always amazes me. This part always, like, it, it, just, it just takes my mind. And I'm like, what, 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 what? It says, whatever a righteous man does. If you don't get excited about this, it says, whatever a righteous man does, he will succeed. You will succeed. In your job, you will succeed. At school, you will succeed. 
in your home, you will succeed. Hey, you are a righteous man and God is walking with you and you will succeed. You will succeed. So today I want to tell you, Abram was just a man who trusted in the Lord. The Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Proverbs 3. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him. And he will make your path straight. It's a little crooked right now. Submit to him. It's a little rough right now. Submit to him. Can I tell you that the hardest part for humans is to give up control? A dog will give up control. A horse will give up control. Even a cat trained properly will give up control. But a human being has a hard time giving up control. God gave us a special gift that the, uh, the other animals don't have. We have free will. So when you decide to take your free will and surrender it to God, it's hard. But can I tell you, it's a daily process. Every day. Every day. Listen, today, God is saying, don't be afraid anymore. Don't be afraid. You're going to leave your country. I'm going to change your identity. You're going to leave your people. What's familiar and it's going to get a little bit uncomfortable, but I'm going to bless you. He's telling you, leave your father's household. The things that you find security in. And learn to depend on me. And I'm going to make a way. But the thing about God is that he just doesn't bless you. He blesses you in abundance. And he's telling you, when I bless you in abundance... Remember that it's not just about you. It's about those around you. Can we bow our heads and close our eyes? And tonight, tonight, the first thing is, is if you've never accepted Jesus as your Savior, that's the first step in moving into where God is taking you. Because we can't do this thing. We can't walk this walk. We can't step in faith if you don't have Jesus because it's not about you. It's about him. And he promises to be with you. So if you have never accepted Jesus as your savior, if you have an ounce of doubt, can you just lift up your hand right where you are? Don't think about it. Don't contemplate it. Just throw it right up. For the rest of us, all of us that are from the house, this is my prayer. Father, I pray that tonight, as they sleep, Lord, as they rest, 
I pray that your spirit begin to speak to their hearts. That this word that you have given them today resound in their minds, in their spirits. That this word that you have given us, Father God, not just be something that sounded good, but something that transforms them. Father God, that this word make them look more like you. Father God, that, that whatever is holding them back, that tonight, Father God, they release it. They surrender it. That they promise to be faithful to you no matter what comes their way. Father, I pray for these young people. Father, I pray that wherever they go that you protect them. I pray that wherever they go, Father God, that you shine your love through them. I pray that wherever they go, Father God, that that place be filled with your spirit, your presence, your love, your mercy, your grace, your peace, your abundance. Father God, that you shine through them, that when people look at them, that they see you, Father God. Holy Spirit, remind them that you are with them every morning. Holy Spirit, remind them that they belong to you. Holy Spirit, remind them that you have set them apart and that they are a holy people. Remind them that you love them above all things. And Father, I ask you this and I give you thanks. In Jesus' name, amen, amen.